Welcome back to Money Talkers with your host, Cody Laughlin. I just got off a really, really fun conversation with Julian and Kirsten uh, from the Rich and Regular dot uh, com blog video series um we went through their journey of uh basically as a young couple and you know having a lot of fun building up a lot of debt to really having a realization one day that they want to do something different with their lives and set goals and to back into how to do that and since then have built a community around it of like-minded thinkers and and beginning to just share their story and inspire others and so if you haven't listened to that please go back and do that uh but this is the high impact series this is where we're going to ask the one big question and out of this we want you to take away your excuses as a parent to have these conversations in your household the reason it's called money talkers is because if you talk about money in your household you talk about entrepreneurship you talk about successful mindsets they become regular conversations where we don't have to retrain our brains later in life that we train our children you know to at least give them the best value of success or best option of success going forward but it does two things. One, it's going to change their financial trajectory, their entrepreneurial trajectory, their career trajectory, because they will now have a good solid base to base off of, which most of us growing up didn't because we didn't want to talk about these things. The second thing it's going to do is it's going to strengthen the relationship between you and your kids as a parent, which is ultimately what I think most of us want in the first place, is that when our kids have big decisions that we are able to come in as a consultant, and it's not a taboo subject to have to talk about money or career or uh just along anything and so uh build those build those relationships now off of this and with all that said are you guys ready yes let's do it all right cool so here's the uh big question what is the one thing that you would teach about that our schools don't that's had a major impact on your life yeah, that's a great question. And we've actually given that some thought. I think um, one of the things that we would certainly teach kids about is around pricing and price changes. And so our son, for example, um, is very visual. He certainly understands uh, if we're driving in the car, he was like, oh, there's Chick-fil-A or there's Publix because he goes to some of these stores or restaurants with us. But one of the brands that he also really recognizes is QT. Uh, because it just so happens to be across the street from where he goes to swim practice. That's a gas station. Quick okay. trip. It's a gas station in case you don't have a QT where you are. It's also very easy for him to pronounce because there's only two letters and he knows both of them, right? QT. Um, but one of the things that we started doing is sort of taking advantage of the fact that he recognizes QT and say, if you look at that gas station sign, now let's look at the prices underneath, right? The last time we were here, what was that price? It was $3.50. The last time we're here, now it's $3.75. Now it's teetering on $4, right? And so we really try to help him understand that not just gas, but there are a lot of things. So maybe this is the reason why we aren't having quesadillas this week, because the price of cheese <laughs> is twice as expensive as it was last week. Um, and if he doesn't understand money, then we always tend to use, because uh, he's big into like toy trucks and cars. So we say, well, this will cost three cars or five cars or 10 cars. He's only four and a half, but he certainly understands that 20 is bigger than 10. And so mm -hmm. we can help him understand and connect it to something that's important to him, whether it be his car or being able to take a trip one hour north to go see his grandparents. It helps him to understand value and the value of money and uh, in a way that's actually meaningful to him. Yeah. And I think I think what we're trying to say is that schools uh, imply that everything has a fixed price and that it stays the same. And while they teach lessons of inflation, they even teach inflation as if it's a fixed percentage. They'll say the average inflation year over year is 3%. 
But what we know now is that that's just an average and it's not a weighted average. So it doesn't include higher, it doesn't give higher weight to things like education, housing that have gone up 15%, 30%. And so this idea that prices don't change and so you have to be flexible with both your budget and your income, prices do change, sorry. <laughs> prices do change and you have to be flexible with your budget and your income is something that isn't really taught in schools. It's one of those things that you learn through lived experience when your $60 doesn't do the same at the grocery store as it did the week before. And so what we really like to focus on is inflation, but in a modern sense, where you're talking about the inflation of the goods that people use the most instead of just like generic, you know, three and 4% inflation. Well, I think a great lesson on that too, is that it also doesn't go across the board. And we're really right. seeing that right now with these supply chain, you know, yes. problems going on. Um, which by the way, my son eats Uncrustables, like no one's business. And he, I mean, I would say probably averages at least two a day. And he hasn't, wow. had for, he hasn't had him for three weeks because the shell's been empty. And I don't know, it's about, it's about go time. But, <laughs> um, but uh, he's every day, he's like, did they have them? And I have to drive to the two publics by my house to see if they have them. So like, <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, so there's, there's pockets of opportunity in that lesson, right? Because you mentioned like, like cheese or like, we were kind of laughing about like avocados, right? Like, they don't all just fluctuate at everything went up 5%. It's like this one went up 10% and this one went down 3%. So why don't we figure out a meal here? And so strategically, it's almost like a big math problem, but yeah. it's like, but it's also, it creates opportunity for you to save more in your budget on, on portions where like you talked about keeping the, the status, you know, the static quo, I guess, uh, where it's all this way. Like if you have a, if you have a food, budget that is static and then you don't adjust into the ingredients that are going into it it's going to make it a lot more difficult right one of the other added benefits of taking that approach using your example is that it also forces children to try different foods right mm -hmm. and so if we're stuck on the idea that we're only going to eat apples bananas grapes you know what i mean those are the things that those prices might fluctuate over time right but if you're if you're purposely looking for things that might be a little less expensive, it kind of forces you into trying things that you might not necessarily have been willing to try uh, before. So you can try something with a little less risk because it may not, because it's in season and the prices are down. Uh, so that's one of the other added benefits. Kids become a little less picky uh, because they're trying new fruits, new vegetables, new products even. Uh, and it sort of makes it a lot easier for you if you're traveling parents like we are every now and then. Well, as a chef too, you know that uh, it's also how you prepare, right? So like yeah. it gives you an opportunity like, well, we don't, we've never eaten, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something odd. Like I think I saw something on jackfruit the other day or whatever, yeah. where they were like turning it into like meat substitutes and stuff. Like I've seen those things in the grocery store. I've never bought one, but you know, but that's kind of like, let's say you only do apples all the time and then maybe you need to do, uh, you know, cherry tomatoes. And it's like, okay, well, let's go find some recipes so that we can use these and take advantage of it. And then you're also building that relationship in the, like, how are we going to prepare it? Cause they get buy-in. I find with my kids, if I introduce something weird to them and I don't, and they don't have any buy-in it's no, 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 no. But if I'm there and I say, Hey guys, like, look at these recipes, which one do you think you'd like to try? Do you want to help me cook this? Right. And then they're like, they, they now are, you know, buying into the experience of the food and they, somehow magically like it better. 
Yeah. <laughs> and they remember it. Yes. So we started, we just bought a, a freezer for our garage, like a deep freezer, which was probably our best investment of 2020. But, oh yeah. 2020, uh, especially. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, we'll, we'll buy extra when things are, you know, priced well, or when it requires like a bigger labor of love to cook it and we'll freeze the remainders. And so when we pull them out of the freezer, like he remembers even at four and a half, like the time we made it, like he can tell the story and when we bought it. And so it's just another way to kind of get them more engaged with money. And that doesn't just require like counting in math. You're intentionally writing that money story with them though. And I think that's the underlying piece behind it. So like I walk around the grocery store with my kids and, you know, I know we kind of really started on inflation. We've kind of gotten more into just the grocery store, but like in there, you know, they've got like the price of things and then next to it, there's the price per ounce or price Uh per item or whatever next to it. And so like the other day we were going to the, going to the football game and my son picked up this big thing of Cheeto puffs. And I picked up the thing of Fritos cause they were, buy, they were buy one, get one free. And he was like, Oh man, I got so many more Cheeto puffs. And I said, come here. <laughs> I said, you got 6.3 ounces and I got nine ounces, even though my bag is half of yours. And he was like, what? You know what I'm like? Yeah. I was like, you got to watch how they market you. Cause you know, we started reading through the things, yes. but those little conversations, you know, as parents just kind of seem like, you know, I don't know, common knowledge or, you know, but if we, if we have those with them and they pick those up and they start looking through that lens early, it translates all over the place. It does. You know, and it helps, I think it helps you to seek opportunities, you know, to seek good opportunities that, you know, even that little thing when we're talking about changing out the ingredients to figure things out, that's an entrepreneurial skill. Yes. You know? And when we talk about rewiring or, or restructuring our brains, it's, it's that it's falling out of love with being an autopilot and like convenience only mode. It's teaching people to actually look. I know that's what you had in your mind that you wanted. I know that was on the list. But when you get to the store and you see that it's 40 percent more this week, like you need to be able to kind of critically think and switch into like an alternative without feeling like you lost something. It's right. just like that's just what it is. Like we're, we're yes. on to plan B. I feel and like people think that they lose that piece if they're like, I was, I was going to do this. I planned for it. And then something changes. And if they can't, you know, I, the word pivot's been overused quite a bit lately, but like they can't pivot, you know, and, but, they, but they can't adjust to the, to the, to the changing factors that are going into the original decision or one that never happened. So it, it why are you happened. upset about it? Exactly. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that our, it changed. You didn't lose anything. You just gained you wherever you anything. went. You have new information now. So like, let's just move on to the next plan. And it sounds, to your point, it sounds so simple when you're just talking about cheese cheese puffs versus Fritos. But when it's school acceptances, when it's a test result on a grade or a friend who doesn't, you know, want to play with you as much as you want to play with them, like you're just building the foundation for that conversation that nothing in life is like fixed. It's all kind of variable but food and groceries and inflation and like housing prices might might be a good way to like introduce that concept so that, you know, you can build on it as other things happen. Yeah, no, I, uh, I really like that idea and that concept. And I'm, um, so I I guess the takeaway lesson in this would be, or the exercise that you could do is maybe take your kids on the next, uh, um, the next trip to the grocery store because that one's at home right and i love that you guys use the gas station and talking to them about the gas thing you probably had a lot to talk about lately but uh <laughs> <laughs> the prices have gone crazy but uh 
you know, they, you take them in and then you do that comparison shop. And like, these were the things, you know, maybe build, have them build the grocery list with you this week and, and do a, uh, an alternative or something that you could switch yes. to and, and then do a little price comparison and look at that little number next to the, the dollar amount of what something costs. And you can compare in a, in a per ounce as, a, as opposed to an overall base price. Um, I think that would be a, a, a neat exercise is maybe like pick like five or 10 of those and then come back the next week and do it again and see if it's moved. Right. Yeah. I think that leads to so many conversations because, you know, it's, it's like a, you start talking about opportunity costs. Like, well, if we spend our extra dollars on this thing that we wanted originally, where are we going to take it from? Mm-hmm. You know, I also think it's, there's just a lot of value, particularly for young children. Again, our, our son is only four and a half, but he likes to help. Yes. He likes to help us solve problems. Right. So give them, uh, an easy or simple problem find a fruit that is below this number and then we can eat as many of those as we want but unfortunately this week we won't be having mat- cherries <laughs> cherries <laughs> is a great example yeah. or grapes because yeah. grapes can be ridiculously expensive oh my gosh. so yeah yeah no i think that's a great idea like i've I've recently got into apples like watching the prices of them because i i've never paid attention to different kinds of apples and I'm, oh, now yeah. i'm like now I'm watching an Ambrosia's are my new favorite. And every week I walk in, I'm like, come on, man. Like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we're going to so, get tart today. We're going to go back to Granny Smith. So. Yeah, it's back to Granny Smith again. And, you know, it's like, uh, so, um, but, uh, but every now and then they drop way below everything else. And I'm like, load up on them. But, um, yeah. but no, I think that's a great idea. And it's like, those little, those little lessons though, is where you're building those relationships, especially in the younger kids to where, you know, that it, they, like you said, they want to help. And so yes. why we need to have these conversations is because, and, and take down our guard and our difficulty as parents of like, I don't want them to know that I don't look at the numbers in the grocery, you know, let's go take that thing down and take that pride down and say, Hey, look guys, you know, like, could you help me do this? Mm-hmm. And they say, yeah, no problem. And I, I think you'll be quite surprised most of the time. Uh, our children want nothing but the best for us. And so uh, just as we want for them. And so with that, uh, Julian Kirsten, I really want to say thank you guys for coming on Money Talkers with me. It's been an absolute joy in, uh, in, in the conversations. And so um, with that said, though, uh, if you're listening now, who should come find you and where do they find you at? You can find us every week on our podcast, the Rich and Regular podcast presented by Success, or you can find us online at richandregular.com or on any of our social channels at Rich and Regular. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you uh, calling in on vacation and, uh, and, and having such a fun conversation. I appreciate it. Thank this you. Has been great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kid's financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker.